0: Don't you wish life could be as perfect as the filtered picture? For those of us whose lives don't look like that, you are in the right place. Welcome to Unbalanced, where it is perfectly okay to be imperfect. I'm Maylon Kaye and I'll be your host. I always have moments where I think to myself that if I had known certain things, that I could possibly be further in life. In this podcast, I want to give you that information so hopefully you don't have to go throughout life hitting your head and finding out the hard way. We'll be talking to a few special guests about being true to yourselves, discovering who you are, and why we seek perfection in life. Being true to yourself. What does that mean to be true to yourself? Are you happy with where your life is, or are you just going through the motions of what you're supposed to do or what you think you're supposed to do? For a long time, I feel like I just did what society and my family wanted me to do. I went to school, I went to work, and I was a good human. But soon I found out that I was dreading my daily routine. But coming from a family where you are expected to be respectful to your elders and also seeing everybody that had degrees already made me feel like I wouldn't be accepted by my family, friends, and peers if I did not have my degree. It made me feel like I would be less successful in life unless I followed the same steps that everyone else did to get to where they are. And I know that's not the right way to think, but that was the pressure that I put on myself to become successful, to become who I needed to be in life. For example, when I graduated from high school, I felt completely burned out. I did sports, I did clubs, and I volunteered constantly. And all I wanted when I walked across that stage was to take a year off. But instead, I was listening to everybody because they were like, oh, you have to go to college. You have to go to college. Either go to university or go to community college, do your two years, and then go on to a university. I listened to them, but I definitely did not want to. And because I did not listen to my instinct, I ended up wasting my time, my money, and I was extremely miserable. But we're told by our parents and society and our advisors and other people to just go to school. What do you do once you get there and then you don't know who you are? You don't know what you like to do. College is way too expensive to be sitting there playing in classes that you don't even plan to do anything with as a career. I recommend to everybody, if you want to take a gap year, take a gap year. Travel around, discover who you are. Find new things, maybe even find a trade, start a trade, YouTube something, figure out what you want to do. The best way to figure out who you are is to get hands-on experience. I feel like you will be more satisfied with your life if you take that time to discover who you are than having to go back and get out of debt because you spent all this time in college and you weren't prepared or you didn't like what you were doing. So now you're taking even more classes and you have all these hours that are pointless. Let's go to our special guest, Kristoff, a senior at Rogers State University. He's from Chicago, but currently commuting to school and facing life head on. Christoph, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know we talked a little bit before, but I wanted to ask you, how are you juggling everything with school and life in general?
1: Man, now that I am 27, I feel like I've honestly slightly regressed, but also expanded in how I juggled it. When I was 18 straight out of high school and then going straight to college I felt like I had a better hand because I lived on campus all my social life was on campus I had better access to my professors and I worked on campus so it was a little bit easier to manage my time school schedule because it was that more direct and more in my face and tangible but now that you know I'm 27 and I, uh, I drive to campus every day from Tulsa so that's about a 45 minute drive and trying to balance my senior year and then trying to create and expand my social life and keep up my personal interest. It's slightly a little bit more struggle now that I'm 27. I'm not going to lie. It's been a fun adjustment, but it's definitely, I would say, a little bit harder now that I'm in the crunch zone of trying to finish, but also like thinking about what would my career be? What are my hobbies? How can I expand my hobbies to make it a future? And what are the expectations I want for myself as an adult pushing 30 and as a undergrad that's about to finish like what are those new expectations
0: it seems like you've thought about this a lot
1: (laughs) well I mean I've been in and out taking college classes since about 15 16 so it's like I've been dreaming about graduating college when I was 12 when I first started applying for colleges this has been like a goal in my head for like 15 years and so the fact that my personal life and professional life has evolved and taken many twists and turns that to in a way still see myself as a college student at 27 at first was like a bitter pill to swallow uh, because of the other hidden expectations I had for myself not because of Mm. what was expected for me from my professors but what I had envisioned for myself as an adult as a young person to now it didn't really line up so now that I'm here it's I'm still trying to figure out where do I want to be who do I want to be what kind of man do I want to be what kind of citizen I want to be and then on top of that, not being from Oklahoma and being at a school in Oklahoma in an area where I kind of don't want to be, it's like what are my expectations for what I finish and where do I want to move to? where do I want to what do I want to do with this degree that I finally have earned and truly deserve? It's been like an eternal dialogue playing in my head for easily the last you know, twelve years.
0: <laughs> I like to think that everything happens for a reason and in the timing that it should. So it sounds like you're on the right track, even though it didn't happen when you expected it to. Everything's just gonna fall into place.
1: Oh, I, I do believe things do happen for a reason. I do believe in like all those universal uh, energies of karma, and you are what you put out. Right. And I will say that uh, my journey has been very varied and diverse. That uh, I'm thankful for all the hardships. Uh, very a lot of hardships, a lot of lot of hardships. But I'm also very thankful for all the ups that have came with it. All the life lessons that I've learned, all of the uh, moments for me to be aware and to kind of just reevaluate myself. Realize there's more to life than education. There's more to life than the situation you're in, physically, mentally, emotionally, and socially. So it's like it's been a healthy journey, even though it's been a lot of a struggle getting back into the mindset of being academically productive.
0: I definitely agree that life has a mind of its own and a weird sense of humor, for sure. Every time I feel like I've figured something out, life changes the rules on the game. And I'm just like, wait, but you said. <laughs> but, Christoph, do you feel like you were pressured into continuing your education after high school?
1: I think those that are like 90 babies and below, that the idea that to be successful and to be a part of the American dream was to get an education to be better. It was that right. push that to get the leg up to society, to get out of your circumstance. I think as time has gone on and that I've tried different trades and gone to trade schools and gotten trade certificates to be put in difficult situations, <laughs> that um, I realized that having a higher education and having a degree isn't everything. It doesn't stop you from being successful. It doesn't stop you from future opportunities. Because uh, me personally, I've been offered jobs like dream jobs without a degree. And Mm -hmm. I have denied them because I thought I needed a degree to make myself stand out, to make myself more appealing and to possibly have the ability to justify future promotions. Mm -hmm. So I think the idea that specifically in America and how we see higher education and how we treat our workers and how we treat those with degrees, it's like that mental shift of younger generations are realizing it is not that important. Um, it's necessary for those who want to be in that field. Like if you want to be a lawyer, you want to be a doctor, if you want to be a teacher or an educator or or like whatever those degrees are necessary for, then it makes sense to get that degree. But like a degree in higher education, is not for everybody. I believe the U.S. should kind of push more the opportunity of being a tradesman or being blue collar is more acceptable and that deserve just as much equal pay and opportunity to excel and to expand. So, I think socially there's a push but internally not anymore. I don't have that drive. Like I'm currently in school to get this degree because I believe I deserve a degree. I've earned a degree. I've I truly do enjoy learning. So, Coming to class and learning and challenging myself to expand my current knowledge base is what motivates me. But at the end of the day, having a degree won't change how I see myself anymore.
0: If someone younger than you asked you how they should go about finding who they are, what advice would you give to them?
1: So I used to uh, do after school programming and leadership stuff in CPS. So, like, when I would get those questions from my students, I'm like, well, let's just kind of sit and reflect on mm-hmm. what brings us joys. Like, what brings you authentic joy? Mm -hmm. If authentic joy is being around animals, maybe being a veterinarian, maybe seeing what aligns with that, maybe, like, find your niches and find your corners and your groups and your tribes that make you happy. If you like music, what kind of music genre interests you? You can kind of go from there. Do you like playing music? Do you like producing music? Do you like writing lyrics? Mm -hmm. Like, you can go from there. Um, I think that to be patient and to realize adults don't know everything. Adults are just grown, are grown kids that might not have the same emotional maturity. So exactly. it's like, <laughs> and so when I finally realized that as an adult, the adults I were idolizing were just kids that went years being unchecked. And that mm-hmm. was like a light bulb that went off. It's like, oh, none of us have it together. Yes. None of us are perfect. And so I will say to slowly unpack that mindset at perfection is mandatory And to not to put yourself or others on these extremely high, unattainable pedestals. Find what brings you joy. And you don't have to be good at it. Like there's Mm -hmm. things I love doing I truly suck at. And I'm currently only comfortable doing that within my house or within Mm -hmm. a small group of people. But I know with time, the more I practice and the more I get more comfortable in being sucky, I won't (laughs) care about doing it in public. A great example is the fact I got back into skating. Mm-hmm. I am not a good skater.
0: Roller skating oh, or quad, skateboarding? Quad, oh, okay. Quad,
1: okay. We're quad skaters in this household. You know okay. what I mean? I like to roller <laughs>
0: skate. so We got
1: well, we to roller skate. And so I I bought some skates and I've tried to go skating at least once a week since December. Mm-hmm. And I go to one of the rinks out here. I am not that good. I mean, compared to the other skaters I see on a weekly basis right. that have also been skating 15 plus years, it's like... I'm no longer comparing myself to them. I'm watching their moves and be like, oh, that's a cool move. I would love to learn one Mm -hmm. day. And so I typically just skate and do what I can. But I know there will be a point where someone's going to stop me and be like, hey, how do you do that move? The way Mm -hmm. I'm stopping these other adults I see at the skate rink of like, how do you do that? Like, how long have you been skating? Like, I'm not good at it, but I love being bad at it.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. You're literally getting out there and falling down, getting back up and continuing through adulthood and just figuring it out like step by step. Yeah. Or should I say skate by skate? Man, uh, I
1: will say falling on on a wood rink is <laughs> oh my not God. fun. And I
0: still have a bruise from when I was little from falling on one.
1: Man, I fell last week. My my lower back still hurts from my last fall. Oh, <laughs> uh, but it's that's this that's definitely a metaphor for life. It's like uh, I, I can personally say there are moments in my life where I didn't want to get back up. Right. There are definite uh, hobbies I stopped. I have sadly stopped because of a lot of criticism I received from other people because mm-hmm. they saw me or because I felt like I wasn't getting enough support or mm-hmm. I felt like I wasn't good enough. And in the, in the same time span, my other friends or random counterparts I've seen at. And so it can be extremely disheartening. But I realize I can't compare myself to them. It's like. Can't nobody pull me up but me. I mean, you've you, got
0: to be your own cheerleader sometimes. If and, nobody's yeah. cheering for you, you have to cheer for you and keep pushing.
1: I will, yeah, and I will say it took years to get to that point, but I'm so thankful I'm at that point because it's like now, like, I'll go skating and I don't even second guess when I fall. Like, if if you ever go and you see me and I fall, I immediately laugh. Like, I do a quick clap, I grab my stomach, and I'm like on the floor laughing because <laughs> it's like, dang, I really just busted my ass on this wood floor <laughs> and there's like 30 some my people skating around me and they see me but like I'm on the floor laughing my heart out because it's like man I'm not embarrassed to fall because it's like I'm gonna get back up I'm gonna try this move again and once I master it I'm gonna do another loop and I'm gonna come back and do it so it's With like
0: people who are really out there doing it they know how it feels to fall but the people who are out there watching, they can't say anything because they're not over there getting scrapes and bruises. Yeah,
1: and it takes, I will say, it might take a while to get off that sideline. But once you're off that sideline, it is so freeing because it's like, it's just you at the end of the day. It's like, it's you in your head and it's you in your mental. And so, like, learning to change that inner voice to just be like, hey, take a deep breath, be patient. It's not that serious, my dude. Like, it's... <laughs> It's just skating, like yes. it's just basketball. It's just it's just an English paper, you know. It's it's just your family. It's not that serious. It's like you can make your own community and your own tribe. You can you can make it your own authentically and slowly, and it can become a second nature, and you won't even realize that. And I have to tell myself about that with photography because like I've always took pictures, but I never posted my pictures simply because I was comparing myself to all the other professional pictures I was seeing. Mm-hmm. So. Up until two years ago, I never considered myself an artist. I never considered myself a photographer, even though I have, like, four on my camera. So it was like, this is just a hobby. I just take pictures because I want to. And then be like, no, you, this is an art. This is your craft. This is your eye. This is your lifestyle. You can make it your own. And I was like, wow, if they believe in me, why the hell can I not believe in myself?
0: Mm, that's
1: and,
2: good. <laughs> and, so,
1: and so when I finally started to wear, like, a. Stop comparing myself to the other artists and I started hanging out with other local artists out here and they gave me pointers. They gave me words of encouragement. Mm-hmm. I got in job opportunities to take pictures for people uh, for events. And I was like, man, I don't think my pictures are this good, but they like my eye. They like my style yeah. and they keep they want me back. So it's like it was a very humbling and also a worthwhile experience. So it's like it's one of those it doesn't have to be as serious as you want it to be. It could be as little as just, like, a friend reposting what you do or, like, getting a loving voicemail from a friend. Like, you got this. Like, I'm in your corner rooting for you. But it's, like, you also got to send yourself that same voicemail. Hey, bro, you woke up today. You got another sunny day. You got another yeah. 24 hours ahead of you. I'm rooting for you. We're rooting for yourself. You got this. Uh, you you can make it through. You can make it to the next day. And that's been a a very loving a very self-loving journey and it's a daily journey I have to go through but it's worth it and so just be patient at the end of the day just be patient uh find people that believe in you in the same energy you want to believe in yourself but don't let them overpower you
0: it sounds like you're on a great track and you're in the right direction. You just got to keep pushing. And like you said, believe in yourself and get yourself out there. Thank you so much for coming in and chatting with me. I would love to have you back one day. <laughs>
1: oh, of course, man. Thank you for having me. It's been a lovely conversation. I'm just like talking about my experience. I've loved it.
0: I think we do need to shift our mindset of life after high school. Everyone cannot be a doctor or athlete or a chef. The world functions because there are so many people with different gifts and personalities. Schools need to spend, like, less time trying to get people to go immediately to college and more time to helping them find who they are and what direction that they want to go to in life. That brings us to our next topic, discovering who you are. How do you respond when someone asks, who are you? Do you tell them the person that you were raised to be? Your personality with your close friends? Do you tell them hobbies, skills, or characteristics you have? Or do you tell them how you're defined on paper? When people ask me who I am, I often find myself giving a generic version of myself. I tell them I'm a mother, I'm a student, I'm a bartender, I'm a girlfriend, I'm a sister, I'm a daughter. But that's not who I am. I'm all of those things, but there's so much more to who I am. I love poetry, I love dancing, even if I can't always catch the beat. I love hard, and sometimes too fast. I can't walk past an emergency and not stop to help. I'm an overthinker. I hate math, but I could read or write forever. I probably talk too much, but it's okay. A random but annoying fact about me is that I've always brought home lost souls. From people, to kids I babysit to horses I found on the highway, to turtles I found in the street, to new friends. With all those things that you just heard about me, you cannot sum up just one of those attributes to say, oh, that's who she is. No, they all make up who I am. Every tear, every moment, the good and the bad. The more you know who you are, the easier life will be. You can avoid things that you don't like, spend more time doing things that you're passionate about, and enjoy life. I like to say that you're dating yourself. And that simply means that getting all the self-care that you need and deserve. If you're anything like me, I spent a lot of time trying to make other people happy. I couldn't bear to disappoint my family. By not doing life according to their timeline, I ended up feeling miserable. And I almost got to a point of depression. What I continuously have to remind myself is that they've already gotten their turn to live their life. This is my turn. It is okay to take the advice and listen to other people, but you also need to follow your own heart so that you don't live life always looking back like, oh my goodness, I should have done this, I should have done that. No, don't live life with regrets. Go ahead and do what you want to do. Travel if you want to travel. Try new things if you want to try something. The other thing I discovered about myself is that it's hard for me to say no to people. I grew up with a lot of people relying on me to make stuff happen. So when I got to be an adult, I always felt so drained because I was never saying no or setting boundaries. The moment I learned to say no and respect my boundaries, I felt a lot lighter. I had more time to work on my own stuff instead of trying to stay at work and help to do stuff that other people didn't want to do. I was able to spend time with my own passions instead of sitting at someone else's house being unproductive. Let me warn you, it is not going to be easy standing up for yourself, but it feels so much better to be living life for yourself instead of always trying to be focused on what other people think you should be doing. In learning to find yourself, you may lose some friends, or people may talk down on you, but it's okay. When you find yourself, people's true intentions are clearer than ever. Let's go ahead and get into our last topic, why we seek perfection. The world we live in promotes perfection. We see celebrities with every piece of hair in place, their perfect bodies, their lives appear to be completely flawless. It is so hard for the average person to see all of that perfection and remember that most of what we see from celebrities lives in on TV and in social media is staged. It's so hard to separate what they want us to see from the true reality. We can't see their bad hair day or the meltdown they had just before shooting a scene, or the fact that they had multiple surgeries to get their bodies done how they want them to be. We become so caught up in living like our peers and our favorite celebrities that it's easy to forget to just be yourself and just love the body that you were given, the mind that you were given, the life that you were given. I'd like to welcome in a special guest, Candice, to give her input about why we seek perfection. She is in her fourth year at Rogers State University, where she is studying communications. I've been talking about why we seek perfection, and that can mean lifestyles or body images. Do you think that
2: we are enticed to be perfect? Uh, society likes the tiny waist and uh, fit gurus and big booties, and you gotta have like a slim, slim, thick.
0: OMG is so unrealistic. Like I used to look at the celebrities, my hair is not like their hair. My body's not like their body. I can't move like that. (laughs) But I often find myself comparing and I'm like, girl, calm down. Everybody is not meant to look like each other. Everybody is not meant to be able to do the things that other people are doing. It's not healthy for us to sit there and compare ourselves to other people You would mentally and physically torment yourself if you were always trying to be like somebody else. At the end of the day, you got to love you for you. It's taken years, but I've gotten to the point where I started loving myself and all that comes with me. And loving yourself is not something that you just do one time. No, you have to keep on loving yourself. I call it dating myself. I take me time very seriously now. Like I unplug from everything and just do something nice for myself, whether that's getting a massage or taking a walk after a long day or just treating myself to a nice dinner. You know the saying that you can't love anybody unless you love yourself? Loving yourself helps you to live a more fulfilling life. Do you ever date yourself or treat yourself to some self-care time?
2: Oh, yeah. I get I give myself pedicures, manicures. Um, I love pedicures. I always treat myself to that. Or I'll have like a sushi day by myself. Like, I, I treat myself good. I love myself for the most part. And if I, if I really feel in love with myself, I'll put some, like, makeup on or something.
0: When did you feel like you knew who you
2: were and actually started loving yourself? Growing up, I, I didn't really love myself. Uh, it wasn't until maybe I hit college, my freshman year in college, I started realizing how beautiful I was and how I was growing into the woman that I was supposed to be. But I'm also a God-fearing woman. So God says I'm beautifully and wonderfully made. So Amen. I I love myself even when on those days that I just absolutely hate myself. And when I look into the mirror and I'm disgusted, I remind myself that, you know, I I'm loved and I'm I'm beautiful. I mean, in my own way. I mean, nobody's the same. I can't compare myself to anybody. So I've literally never met another person that looked like me. So I can't say, oh, she's got this than I have. And I don't know, it's complicated.
0: That's so good. There's only one you. So we can't let the world tell you how to be you. You know, they can't do it. You have to figure that out for yourself. Thank you so much for coming in today, Candice. I had so much fun talking to you, and I cannot wait to have you back again. Yeah, it was uh, really good to see you. I want to leave you with this tidbit. Make sure that you're always true to yourself and take the time to discover who you are so that you aren't always living life wondering where you could have been and what you could have been doing. I'm Malin Kay, and you've been listening to Unbalanced, where it is perfectly okay to be imperfect. Until next time.
2: Season one of Life on College Hill was recorded, written, and edited by students in the podcast production class, part of the Department of Communications at Roger State University. This podcast is part of the RSU Radio Podcast Network. Visit rsuradio.com for more.